When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Pod Network Entertainment. Going on, this is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Let me talk to you. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Adam! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Run! Bang! The sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles. Hey, hey, this is the Cosmic Cactus, Paul London. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov. The star, the NXT champion, and you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. To the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Chino Liao coming to you on an audio-only picks of the week episode. And it's it's a crazy week, but not in the week that we're used to having in the world of wrestling. And when we say crazy, we mean unpredictable. That's our schedule. Namin. So uh, all of us have a lot of stuff going on this week. Uh, the holiday season, the need to rocket, the need to attend Christmas parties and all of that good stuff. So uh, as we're recording this, we actually don't know if we're going to have a live stream this week. And it uh, it's just the way it is. Hmm. Actually, as of recording, it will be my last recording for the yeah. year. So I mean, it's only what? Three more weeks left. So that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So medyo... Biglaan din, biglaan din yung, yung announcement namin of whether or not we have a, <laughs> a, a stream this Thursday, but for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure the, the people are used to it. I mean, it's not our first time to not have a stream for yeah. the week, so they'll be fine. Yeah. Naman sila. Uh, hopefully, di naman ikamatay, di ba? it just do be like that. Um, that being said, I want to say thank you to all of our podcasts and especially our patrons who showed us some love over the weekend at MWF Noche Buena. Uh, Ro actually put out a call on Discord that all the patrons get together for a family picture. And we actually did. And then, you know, Derb was there. And then when the photo came out, he was not in the picture. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. I don't know where Ninong know, Derb went, but it was great seeing everyone. Uh, even you mga listeners natin, some of our regulars. Yeah, yeah. Glendale, diba? he was there. He watched the show. So I really appreciated everyone uh, just uh, coming up to us. Yeah, so Glendale na eventually magiging patron. patron <laughs> si, ano rin, si D Prime, one of our regular yeah, yeah, listeners, yeah. was also there. He brought his big gold belt and wore his CM Punk shirt. So uh, a lot of faces that I can finally attach to these names that we rattle off uh, on a regular basis on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone who who 
came by. Uh, I know that the Power Max Center Spotlight is um, a, a big draw in itself. Uh, I know that people love that venue, but it might be too cold for its own good. Yeah. Well, uh, the good news is we got to enjoy it. All personally, it's still my favorite wrestling yeah. venue. The bad news is we are likely not going to be there for wrestling for the foreseeable future. Uh, MWF surely isn't, so that's that's gotta suck as someone who's part of the MWF roster. But uh, unless in 2025, un- unless we get para ano, para magshow kami dun palagi. <laughs> oh, yun din, yun din, di ba? Uh, if, if you are one of those guardian angels or angel investors, na ready to drop six-digit sums in one go, then maybe it could happen in 2024. Uh, but nonetheless, thank you to everybody who came out to watch MWF Noche Buena. We were all part of something special over the weekend. And I'm just glad that all of us were there in that uh, in that space for those four hours and some change. All right. Uh, let's start with some weekend reactions because hindi lang naman MWF ang nangyari over the weekend. And we're going to stay local. And when I say local, I mean the region because Chris Jericho, the champion, appeared in Vietnam Pro Wrestling. And Chino, you brought this up before we hit record. Uh, why did this catch your eye, aside from the fact that Jericho was uh, three hours away from us? I think you just hit it on the head. Jericho was three hours away from us. He was in the same time zone. You don't know the time zone. Yes. I didn't no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the same vicinity as us. And I think that was just so good. Especially if you're a local wrestling fan. To go to a show that in itself is already exciting because see Tayo Dibadito, you just talked about MWF and how great your weekend was. Imagine if if that weekend also had yeah. Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. the but the devil god suddenly coming out of nowhere. the video and really between this and sanity reuniting and, and progress wrestling, just a great showing for indie wrestling all around. We we talk about that as if Jericho has ever been here to the Philippines. <laughs> I mean, he was uh, here for WWE <laughs> events, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But to appear on an indie show, right? yeah. so that's pretty cool. Um, it's actually pretty interesting because it is Jericho appearing, even though he didn't wrestle. Because obviously, I don't think they had the funds to pay him to wrestle. I think Kusa uh, lang to um, satisfy his curiosity, I guess. Because um. He did talk to our, uh, not in France, but our colleagues at um, New Vietnam Pro Wrestling uh, a while back. He had him for an interview. Um, it was weird because you know you you don't you don't quite have the connection there, but he did have them on the show, and um, he was curious enough, interested enough, intrigued enough to to make the trip to Vietnam unannounced. Uh, um, I, I saw Sunny. Sunny was there. Sunny Z. Uh, was at the show. He he worked the show, and he I saw his picture. Na bigla na lang siya, bigla na si Chris Jericho. May, may Chris Jericho na pumunta sa, sa show when he got to the arena. So that was pretty wild of him to do that. And uh, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe uh, once that ngayon na alam na niya na, na may wrestling sa Vietnam. Maybe he'll uh, do a little more side quests and uh, visit uh, our local scene. Yeah, I would love for that to happen. So. Uh, first, some context. I'm not exactly sure kung surprise ba talaga yung, ano, yung appearance ni Jericho. Maybe surprise to like everybody. For the fans, I think know. it's a surprise. Yeah, Yeah, for the fans, I'm sure it, w- it was a surprise. But based on his Instagram post, he actually went there to film a documentary. So he's mm. working with Robert Peake, who is a film director. He's 
also done work with AEW, Impact, and AAA. And uh, Nathan Maury, or Maury, who is a deathmatch wrestler and a filmmaker based on his Instagram. So they're actually doing a documentary on VPW and the Vietnamese wrestling scene as a whole. And if you've listened to your interview ni Jericho with Rocky Wim, the very first Vietnamese wrestler, and see uh, Xavier Patrick, or Expat, that's his ring name, uh, yung parang producer nila and uh, white guy manager. Best way I can What describe. are the chances that the expat has the initials of expat? No, it's a, giant, it's a ring name. Oh, you knew ring name. Yes, it's a giant Yeah, expat din siya, diba? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yes. he's a white guy in Vietnam. Ang galing. Hindi, ang galing lang. <laughs> yeah. So, dun sa conversation nila, uh, talagang na-enthrall si Jericho dun sa story nila. And expat was the one who actually reached out to somehow get connected with Jericho. So, he shot his shot. And they were able to get their story out there on his podcast. And I guess from there, they built a relationship to the point that uh, Jericho wanted to do a documentary in Vietnam. And now he actually is planning to take this to South by Southwest and Sundance Festival and all the other festivals. So good for them. Um, I, I only wish that we actually did this for the Philippine wrestling scene ourselves. I don't think Like I think we still can. Um, uh, My booker, Sachina, from MKWC, Adrian, he also got on the show recently, on Talk is Jericho recently. So um, I think he's now opening up that avenue for scenes around the world. This is what side quest. So um, if anyone here wants to shoot the shot, go. I, I think you got a not a zero chance, zero percent chance of uh, being successful. Yeah, uh, you know, I, you know, since I've been listening to that interview, I've been having that idea at the back of my head. So that might be my December project, and maybe me talking about it here in the podcast could be us manifesting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last thing I'll say about this uh, this interview, at least, is the expat actually took time to mention the other Southeast Asian promotions on Talk is Jericho. So he mentioned MWF by name, uh, but the SPW, Grapple Max, MyPW, APAC Wrestling, all of them. So kahit papano, Jericho knows that there's a Southeast Asian scene. Mm-hmm. There's, there's that at least. So yun, um, but zooming out, uh, what a big deal for Vietnam of all places, diba? Kasi when you talk about Southeast Asian wrestling, we think about Singapore and Malaysia and the Philippines, but not Vietnam's not really at the top of the list. But yeah. for Jericho to be there in Vietnam, big effing deal. It's expert, eh? It legitimizes uh, the small scene, which is good. Because tired about we got TJP a while yeah. back, and then that helped put um local wrestling scene on the map. Because Tajiri's been here a few times as well, helps out a lot. So whenever there's like a big named a superstar or former wrestler that comes to town, it's so it's so important for the scene to grow and to be recognized. Yeah. yeah. So definitely uh, worth talking about this week. And I just want to say congrats again to uh, hopefully our future friends, Expat and Rocky Win for making something legendary happen over in Vietnam. All right, um, let's cross over to WWE here and talk about Randy Orton signing with SmackDown. So when he came back, obviously, uh, he reinserted himself in a Raw storyline because he was a Raw superstar when he got injured. And then he had ties with the people on Raw. And then uh, when SmackDown aired, it was really all about where Randy Orton was going to sign. So Nick Aldis uh, laid the groundwork and said that he had made an offer to Randy Orton from right under Adam Pierce's nose. Kanagpakita <laughs> din si Adam Pierce, and uh, all of a sudden they had like a bidding war of sorts for <laughs> for Randy Orton. So what did you make of this? I like how he's going by daddy now. That's that's the that's the greatest thing about this. Na parang nag nagkaroon siya ng zaddy energy all of a sudden. 
Yeah. <laughs> naging naging Gen Z wrestler siya bigla. Riding on that gimmick. So that to me is the funniest thing about it. But I also like uh, how we we mentioned now he signed with SmackDown, but forgot to mention that Nick Aldis took his first bump uh, as a GM. So I I wishful thinking here as a fan of Nick Aldis, but I hope it leads to him doing more stuff in the ring, being a little bit more physical. I know I don't really know if that's what they hired him to do. But maybe it does because he also just brings so much experience and and so much talent to a wrestling ring uh, like nobody else can. So I, I was happy for the spot. And I was happy that, that they are actually putting stock in Orton's name. So so much stock in Orton's name that now he's automatically the number one guy that they got the bloodline. And now he's the, being set to face Roman now. So ang ganda din nung Balik niya, even though it's been what almost two years, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, been longer actually since he was last on SmackDown. Yeah, uh, no, I I enjoyed yung ano, yung sports feel of it. Like a lot, some fans don't understand yung pagka sports niya. Um, you know, I think they've been a little WWE pilled or wrestling pilled to the point that they forget where uh, the sports roots of the business are you know the sports part in sports entertainment so anytime that they actually simulate uh an actual organization going about it like an actual league an actual uh athletic club uh, i pop for that i pop for that a lot so um it also helps um make randy orton a big deal you wish this happens for everyone that they sign right um maybe it might happen more now especially now that you have two general managers and actual general managers not just WWE official Adam Pierce. So I want to see more of this. Uh, mo sa amin, uh, these two brands are actually two legitimate sports teams um playing in the same league. Right? Um obviously the an- analogy is not you know completely accurate but you know what I mean. And uh some people don't understand it. Some people just want it to be, you know, a story about a wrestling company. But the the more you root it on how the real life um, sports world works, uh, the better it is going to be when it comes to drama. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, seeing uh, Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce just go um, increasing tension between them, which was already brewing for several weeks. Uh, even before this whole Randy Orton hullabaloo came about. So um, I'm glad that there's a payoff even na Okay, Randy Orton chose SmackDown, he chose Nick Aldis. And then uh, Nick Aldis ended up receiving an RKO for his troubles right there. Um, to go behind the scenes a bit here, uh, apparently there's news that the shift ni Adam Pierce to exclusively be the GM of Raw mirrors his real-life responsibilities of just producing exclusively for Monday Night Raw. Good. Uh, you know, you don't want to spread people too thin. So, um, I mean, if he's working both shows, I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy that works both shows. That's not. It's not fun. It's 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 yeah, draining. Palang, no, no, yeah, exactly. It's physically draining. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm just not sure if Nick Aldis also uh, is an exclusive SmackDown producer because I'm gonna one of his one of his roles about when he got signed is to be a producer. So you know, maybe uh, maybe he is part of the SmackDown crew lang along with. Uh, whoever else is assigned to just work SmackDown. Marami sila, marami sila producer. I, remember, I remember Abyss got signed. The wrestler no, formerly known as Abyss got signed to be a producer. Hindi ko lang alam kung saan siya naka-assign. But 
I Boy, think he's doing both. What a doing... what a time we live in to see all the impact greats, the ba, the oh, producers yeah. for like the WWE. Because so see, Bobby Roode is also producing now, the ba. Yep, yep. So Latila, so yon. No, it's cool. And that's AJ Styles. Sure he will do that eventually. Yes, eventually. Hmm. Sabi mo kulo na nasiya, no? Christopher Daniels. Pero nasa kabilase. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, our picks of the week. All of that. On the other side, but first a quick word from our other podcasts on the Pod Network. Let's get to our picks of the week, starting off with Rowan's, which is from part three of MWF Todos Los Wrestling, as in the Action Novella TV episode. And this was the rematch between Chelsea Marie and Crystal. So uh, the first match came um, came in Noche Buena 2022 when Crystal was my PW WrestleCon champion. And then... You know, uh, see Crystal at the time, he had a lower back injury. And then see Anerman Rowan actually points out that Chelsea Marie is still trying to make her comeback. Um, she had to take a medical-related uh, break, medically-related break. Yeah, not necessarily an injury break this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she also did uh, suffer a facial injury, but that didn't necessarily take her out from the ring. No, but yung uh yun yung medyo uh bigger story arc ni Chelsea for uh 2023. Uh Rowan also points out in story in this match is that Crystal was being overzealous and thought na oh natalo ko na si Chelsea last year, I can do it again. But uh Chelsea Marie actually got the win over Crystal in this one. And then after the match, uh this was when for those of you in attendance you might remember this, uh Crystal basically uh gave a speech that Kind of hinted that she was taking a break, not necessarily saying goodbye altogether. And then Emil and Rowan, who were at the show, they uh, they were thinking, "Oh no, please don't make it a retirement speech." Apparently, na traumatized daw si Rowan because he's already seen three of them in his fandom. Those being Miguel Rosales from 2018, Rex Lawin from last year, and then Ken Warren from earlier this year. So, yon. Uh, uh, Rowan wraps it up by. Thanking Crystal for everything she's contributed to the scene and by saying that whatever break she gets, she absolutely deserves it. And I agree 100%. So this is a warning to all the wrestlers listening to this show. Don't retire because you're Rowan. That's the number one reason not to retire. Oh, naman si Rowan, guys. I'm actually, sorry, I'm actually more, more shocked that he's still retired when si Miguel Rosales. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't I, know he was watching wrestling a, then. Yeah, yeah so uh, I, I, I don't really know what else to say here other than uh, we are just excited to see what Crystal's next step in her journey is. And coming off of what happened at Noche Buena over the weekend, um, it's also very thrilling to see what's in store for the women's division after that four-way we saw between Chelsea Marie, Super P, Joya, and Patricia Ligaya. You know, um, all of these wrestlers came into the ranks years after Crystal made her debut. And as Crystal herself would tell you, uh, when she started out, it literally was just her. And then yep. it, you know it, it's been a very rocky road for her to get to this point where um, if that was indeed Crystal's last match in MWF or in the Philippines, she's become this big of a deal where she can put over people and put them over real good. Because uh, Crystal is a bona fide star, you know. Um, this is a woman who uh, WWE basically announced as part of the 2018 Mayang Classic, and then nakarunlan ng Aberia 
kaya hindi siya natuloy doon. But um, if in 2018 pa lang, people were already, uh, you know, Crystal had already made believers out of people in very high places, then um, I hope that 2023 or 2024, Crystal can continue breaking more barriers and kicking down many doors, not just for herself, but for other women in the Philippines or in the regional scene as a whole. Yeah, yeah. I, sorry, uh, just a quick aside here. I, I feel like if this is last na makita Nancy Crystal, it'd be such a huge loss for the local wrestling scene because she has been one of the uh, stalwarts holding it down ever since she first appeared in the PWR. And I've always looked forward to Crystal matches because she always has this knack of surprising her uh, opponents, her and the audience members as well, watching her matches. And sayang nga na, yun nga, hindi natuloy yung may young classic appearance niya and, hin- and hindi tayo nagkaroon ng representation like we wanted in, in the May Young Classic. But still, Crystal has been a pillar in the local wrestling scene. I dare say one of the four pillars in our local wrestling scene with the amount of talent and entertainment and representation that she's brought to the table. One of my favorite interviews has been with Crystal dito sa podcast na to, considering na behind the scenes we had to record that like three times, but about twice. <laughs> <laughs> because now I unang file. Yeah, so, that was also when she ranted about a lot of personal things. Uh, yes, you then. So I want our listeners to go back listen to that. Yeah, memorable <laughs> sa akin yung recording and so pre PNA wrestling wrestling podcast days. <laughs> one of my earliest memories here on the pod. So ang ganda din, ang, ang ganda nung relationship ni Crystal's wrestling scene and as a fan of Crystal, I can't help but wish her the best. I will save, I, I echo your thoughts, but I will save my personal um, respectful words for Crystal once we find out what the next move is. Also, yeah. napansin ko lang na hindi sinama ni Rowan si Jomar Liwanag. Not that, I'm, not that I'm shitting on Jomar Liwanag, but he also retired. Right? Uh, no, 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 no. No, he did not retire. Not, was, the, was that statement not a retirement statement? No, it was not. Yeah, it okay, was not. Okay. It was not. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Okay. Yeah, so uh, if you want to know what happens to Joe Marliwana, go catch Action Novella TV over the holiday season. All right, uh, let's move on to the next pick, which is from Emil. And this is from this past Wednesday. Yeah, this past Wednesday's episode of NXT. Ilya Dragunov versus Nathan Fraser, which is a matchup that Emil has apparently wanted to see for quite some time. Uh, sabi niya na yung high-flying style ni Nathan Fraser complements yung hard-hitting offense ni Ilya Dragunov and he enjoyed the story heading into the match na may nabitawang salita si Nathan Fraser na yung minasama ni Ilya Dragunov because it was about Ilya's family and because of that uh, humugod si Ilya and he had an extra edge to him and made sure that Nathan Fraser would get those receipts in the form of multiple H-bombs and I'm gonna agree with Emil here uh, you know um, Ilya's bigger story is obviously with Baron Corbin sila magkalaban heading into deadline but uh, it's a nice one episode side quest for Ilya Dragunov who is uh, really being built up as this underdog na my emotional baggage because he's separated from his family so to have another baby face like Nathan Fraser um, you know, be a typical young person and just say something out of turn. Na hindi siya nag-iisip bago siya nagsalita. Uh, hindi niya nalaman na nandun pala si Ilya Dragunov and could hear him, di ba? Uh, it, it made sense that Ilya would want to get him in the ring and absolutely just bludgeon him with multiple H-bombs. So um, that, that was a nice uh, layer to add to the Ilya Dragunov character heading into the, this feud with Baron Corbin for, for Deadline. Yeah, uh, 
angry Ilya is always fun to watch. Um, that's the best. I, it's a little bit one-dimensional at this point because parang yung best uh, or only uh, mode that he has is intense and angry. And he's you know, the Hulk. Yeah, uh, emotionally, emotionally excited and all that. But uh, it, it there's a reason for that. It's fun to watch. It's uh, it's great to see wrestlers actually sell intensity and uh, high emotion because a lot of times you'll you'll watch something it's nice it's a technical uh, it's a technical showcase it's a showcase of athleticism but emotional hook and I think that um, beyond the athleticism beyond the energy that Ilya brings this is really his best uh, his best quality as a wrestler as a professional wrestler as a showman. So um, I enjoyed watching that. I enjoyed watching Nathan Fraser get the fuck beaten out of him <laughs> with the multiple H-bombs. <laughs> so um, it, it's one of those things that looks devastating for the Shemfred. There is a way, and I know the way, to make it uh, seem, uh, to make it safe, rather. Not seem safe, but safe. It Make it seem, uh, make it seem debilitating. So um, go watch it. It's, it's a short match. Uh, Yunya Stan said it's a side quest. But it is um, the best distillation of uh, what Ilya Dragunov is and who he is as a as a international competitor. I will focus on on something you guys said. Na lagishon galit, That's his his one gear. Hindi mong galit. More intense. Intense. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Passionate. Yeah. Yes. Impassioned. And I. And while yes, entertaining as 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 somebody who's also a regular watcher of wrestling. Parang nagsasawa na din ako to a certain extent na yun lang yung gear niya lagi. It's always fast. It's always intense. It's always hard-hitting. So to see na- him destroy Nathan Frazier like that, it's a little bit unnecessary for me. Like, I don't know if he needed to to bury Nathan Frazier like that porque nagsalita lang out of turn si Nathan Frazier or di lang yung nagustuhan. <laughs> I don't know. Man. It's just I mean, you know... Because it's hard for me to cheer for somebody yeah, who, who is like that, essentially. Kung yung demeanor niya, diba? And I'm thinking, in a much larger sense, kung umakit na tong si Ilya sa main roster, how are they going to present him? Is he going to be like a, a loose cannon 2.0? Diba? Are they going to do a, do a Benoit character type of deal with him? Ano bang that pwedeng gawin nila kay Ilya to make it so that he is still impassioned but also likable. I, I have a I, counterpoint. Sorry, I have a counterpoint to okay. that point real quick. I, I understand Chino's point. Yeah, that's actually a valid point. Yeah, that's what I said. Na, um, yun yung mode niya, di ba? But I think it's because maraming nakapila sa NXT championship scene that they didn't really have the time to flesh him out the way they have now. Now that he's at the very top. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. 
Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Right. Yes, uh, they could have done so this whole time when uh, Melo was, you know, fucking with Braun and all that other stuff. But um, now might be the time they're doing that. I think um, this whole thing with his family, uh, this whole thing with Corbin as well, um, and yung, ano, yung feud niya, the previous feud with Carmelo, diba? I think that's them slowly trying to flesh it out. Uh, I don't, I mean, I have faith in NXT because eh, NXT has done pretty good in uh, characterizing people uh, over the past year. Diba? So uh, I think once they find that, they'll, they'll flesh it out, they'll, they'll explore it. And I think we do have to give it a little more time. Uh, Yung sa main roster, I'm not so sure because you, you've seen how it is on the main roster, especially on SmackDown. Um, once you're up there, you're fighting for TV time. So this might be the best argument as to why they're keeping him down here. So I wouldn't write it off just yet. Oh, yung counterpoint ko naman sa sinabi ni Chino, I don't think it's necessarily Ilya just being a loose cannon na uh, just because Nathan Fraser said something out of turn, nag-snap na agad si Ilya. I think that they've actually done a good job of telling the story that Baron Corbin knows which buttons of Dragunov to push such that he's really pissed off now. He's really no, yeah. on the edge. But, but uh, that, 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 that's, what, what, that, that's what proves Chino's point. Nah, you know him as a super intense dude. So if you can figure out how to push his buttons to make him super intense, then that's kind of his only dimension. Right? So no, but yeah. the, the, the dimension or the layer is that it's rooted in him missing his family because Ayan he's na. alone. So it's, yeah, it's but how do you... Like how, before, how else, it's not how like else? before where Ilya is just angry all the time because that's how he's wired. It's no. very different for me. You you just gave an explanation as to why he manifested his only dimension. <laughs> that, that, yeah, the, parang, the point is, it's still him. Ito pa rin yung ginagawa niya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not wrong. I mean, you know... Uh, but the other facets of you know, unless we're really plumbing the depths of his psyche, na oh, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, gets ko naman na wala na tayo sa old school style of storytelling, right? That where everybody's a little bit more nuanced nowadays. Pero with with somebody like Ilya, it's really hard to to stray. You have to really be, you have to tread lightly when you're telling a story about somebody who's really this, uh, this. Hot all the time, the bagansha, lagishang mainet, lagishang sprap, the ba. So, so that's why I'm having difficulties following his story for now. Pero yun niya, yun lang naman yung point ko. I think I'm also spoiled by how Shawn Michaels' team has treated someone like Von Wagner. Nah, that dude. Got a whole therapy session. <laughs> he got a whole set of therapy sessions, and uh, he we got to know him a little more. And may pag-asa pala yung mga mga wrestlers sa parang 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 wala na pag-asa, parang yun na sila. Eto, question for you guys: If you say that Ilya has only one mood or one mode, how is he different from Gunther? Like, why is Gunther still compelling to watch? When he's basically like Dragunov, now they only have one mode. That's a good question, uh, and we do see them as mirror images of each other. Right? It's just that yep. one has a one has a military group surrounding him. 
Yeah. That was the other end. Uh, the others just angry all the time. Yeah. So, diba, what makes Gunther different? Why aren't we complaining about Gunther then? I don't know. I think, and this is just me again, I think it's because Gunther's a little bit more nuanced. Yung galit niya isn't galit in its rawest form, but rather it stems from the fact that the thing that he loves, which is wrestling, is being desecrated and disrespected. Diba? So his galet is an after product or a byproduct of what he was essentially trying to do, which is purify the wrestling. The whole thing, yeah. That's why he presents himself a certain way. And and the intensity that comes with that is just so he can push this vendetta forward. Whereas with Ilya, yun lang shay. Diba? Ngayon lang tayo nagkakaroon ng explanation kung bakit siya ganun. Pero yun I, lang siya. With, with, with uh, Gunther, I think it's a little bit different. I actually also just thought of a reason why uh, I feel Gunther is more uh, nuanced. Kasi I've seen Gunther be angry the way Ilya is angry. I've also seen him be smug. I've also seen him be a quiet dick to someone like The Miz, right? Or uh, Ricochet or whoever, right? Uh, I've seen him... I'm see, I've seen him be a dude as well. <laughs> I've seen him be uh, a straight-up uh, normal guy. It, it helps that it's also outside of the, outside of the canon. But um, I've seen a lot more emotions out of Gunther, whereas I have only really just seen uh, Ilya scream and shout. Right, right. Um, I, I was actually gonna add to the other emotions Gunther show has shown is kaya niyang igaslight sina Vinci and Kaiser mm. and to mm. pit them against one another, diba? He's, and yeah. he can call the weirdos online weirdos, <laughs> and they will love him for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Nathan Fraser uh, from last week's NXT. If you haven't seen it, go catch it. Um, sticking with this episode, yung pick ko naman is that fatal four way in the main event. Where Wesley had to defeat Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, and Cameron Grimes to become number one contender for Dirty Dom's North American Championship. So I liked how they spent the show giving us vignettes of the three former North American champions and reminding us why they're a big deal, how they won the title, when they won the title, and what they've uh, done. Kait papano, even though you know, uh, looking back, yung reigns in Bronson Reed and Cameron Grimes weren't as memorable as. Uh, Adam Cole's reign or Johnny Gargano's reign, but you know that that said, uh, still a good job of reminding us that yeah, these guys were threats when they were around on NXT, and then the match itself was really off the wall. It was um, super fun seeing Wesley uh, wrestle with that pressure. Na alam niya na this would be his last chance at getting back at Dirty Dom, and if he messed this up. Someone else is going to challenge him for the North American Championship. So uh, there was that sense of urgency that I could see in Wesley's actions. And the other three dinaman, pinantayan din nila. Like, um, it wasn't straight up obvious that Wesley was going to win it, even though Wes was the only uh, full time NXT superstar there. Like, I could see uh, Gargano and Bronson and Grimes all try to make it look like Silana Maga advance. So I appreciated all of that. But when Wesley did that final cardiac kick and got that pin, uh, in punctuation uh, mark after a very frenetic, uh, frenetically paced match. Uh, sunud sunud yung mga high impact moves nila. I really enjoyed that. Great way to main event NXT. Um, it, it's also one of those matches that kind of harkens back to the black and gold era. That's something that I felt while watching this one. So 
uh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm gonna earmark this for my pick this week. It's really fun. Uh, it's it's fun, no doubt, because hey, you've got like four guys in the ring, right? and three of them are already on the main roster. Uh, my only issue is why is Wesley still here? Like, yes, he uh, he challenged for the championship for the NXT championship a while back, but to parin yung 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 environment niya. He's still going after the North American championship. Um, I don't know if it was sufficiently explained prior to this. I don't. I, I wish they would uh, explain why his singular mission is that particular championship. Um, even if uh, maybe even you could explain why he wants to take it off of Dominic Mysterio specifically, uh, if I if they really did that, please uh, feel free to correct me. But um, to me, I say like I, I I want this guy to advance. I want this guy. He's he's way too good to be here in the mid card of NXT, um, challenging for the mid card championship. So uh, why isn't this guy doing something else? So you know the man. I get why the other three. Came down from Raw right? to to do this. Shampra, uh, sometimes you just gotta relegate. But um, I I feel like there's no upward movement on Wesley's part. You know, man, it's fun. Uh, don't get me wrong; it's a good match. Yeah, they did a good job stacking the deck against Wesley here. Ganda din nung nung mga sumali bigla yung mga sinabi talaga nila were just they weren't just nobodies, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and sinabi din ni the dirty dog done that they he was gonna have to face former North American champions. I actually didn't expect him to face all of them at the same time. <laughs> Akala ko gauntlet sila or what what have you pero ang ganda no match. They really did a good job like putting Wes against the wall here. I will side with Roe and say na Wesley needs to get called up or something. He needs to be out of this mid-card scene. Because he's already proven time and again that he can go, that he's ready for the bigger spotlight. Ang galing-galing niya and parang feeling ko nasasayang siya by being stuck in this loop of facing Dominic Mysterio or going after the North American title and just being in that same mid-card again. Because you can't say main event ready na siya kung, kung gawin, kahit gawin mong main event yung North American title it'll still be essentially a mid-card title and it'll still not be to the benefit of somebody with the talent of Wesley alright uh, so those are our picks from NXT let's go over to Collision naman for our latter two picks we're gonna start with Ro yeah uh, to open the night the Blue League Blue Group Start uh, started out with uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus Brody King. Um, I, I wanted to pick the main event, which Pacino will pick. So um, it's just going to share these same things. Uh, Continental Classic is really good. This match is really good. Brody King, Nidaman um, uh, surprised me with his performance. I, I knew how good Brody King really is. But uh, I was surprised that they gave him the win over the former ROH World Champion. So that was pretty cool. Um, it does go to show you how legit yung tournament is. Um, it's not just, you know, here are, here are a few people that is who are going to be squashed or going to eat the losses. Some some of them are, but, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be all of them. It doesn't have to be all the time. Uh, you get a fun Japanese-style, uh, King's Road-style match every now and then, um, maybe more so every every week. I say, you you know, you get paired with these uh, uh, same group of people. Right? So that's pretty cool. Uh, 
that part. Um, it's really fun to see uh, this whole thing. It's, it's a whole cheat code, really. Uh, when NXT did it, it was fun because uh, you take the best and then you just tell them to go out there and rip it up. And uh, at this point, uh, it might very well be the lasting legacy of New Japan to the world, to the wrestling world. But uh, uh, I don't mind it. I mean, it's, uh, it's an easy layup when it comes to you know producing great uh, uh, wrestling content uh, every week. Um, I'm not going to dispute that, but um, if you want to showcase how good your guys really are, uh, a tournament like this is the best way to do that. So, yeah, and please go watch that. Um, if uh, I know it's tough to go through each day of uh, a round robin tournament, especially when you know that uh, the last few days or the last few matches really only matter. But in a setup like this, uh, Every match, every win does count toward the 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 final um, the final outcome more so than a single elimination tournament. So uh, please go watch this if you haven't started watching it yet. Yeah, I was also surprised with the Brody King win. Kalakot talaga as Claudio, And sino that I can't remember if it was Rome, uh, Rowan or Emil that said it. Na naglagay sila ng mga choppers to eat the pin. It's a uh, <laughs> It's a Lions Leagues na to, and it's just funny because clearly by the evidence of this match, it's just not true. Diba? Brody King brought out all the stops, big boys hitting, hitting big boys, meat on meat action, which I always love. So, ang ganda din yung action nito. And in general, yes, tama si Rona. It is a cheat code for wrestling companies to just rip the New Japan Cup and do their own spin with it. Pero... I love it. I can't. Yeah. I don't really know what to say. Because dito talaga na utilize ng AEW depth ng roster today, with, with the hundred or so guys they have signed right now, this cup is the best way to showcase all the talent that we may have overlooked or have forgotten that are that are part of the roster. So ang ganda lang. and I can't wait to see all the future matchups that we might get out of this. Yeah, echoing everything you guys said about this one. Um, but I, I just gotta ask again, and I believe we asked this last week on the stream. Uh, bakit si Brody King yung representative ng House of Black? I mean, after watching Collision, medyo clear na na sina Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black have their sights set on FDR, and or and then eventually whoever will be holding yung tag team championships. But I would have at least liked some setup to find out why the House of Black gets one representative and the BCC gets two. Why uh, CJ Perry was able to get Andrade in there and yet she can't get her own husband in the tournament. <laughs> no, <laughs> Mira, Mira, Mira wants, doesn't want her help. Mira yeah, doesn't want her help. Yeah. Still, why isn't Mira in the tournament? Is he not uh, as big of a deal as Jay No, we don't know why. We don't know. We don't know anything. That's the failing of. Uh, no. Of Tony Khan there. Yeah. Um, it's easier to buy because in New Japan where the roster is significantly smaller than AEW, especially when the G1 is a uh heavyweight only yeah. round robin tournament. Yep. So yeah, that's right. Stands right now. Tony Khan did have to explain this. He could not just have relied on the hype of a round robin tournament with the best wrestlers or some of the best wrestlers in the company. So yeah, that's uh can't can't let him slide for that one. 
Oh, I that, mean, that 12 spots lang, diba? Those 12 yeah. spots matter. So, so, okay, you give Brian and Mox their spots because they're big stars, diba? You give Swerve that spot. Okay, what about the other nine, diba? Why mm. is Jay Lethal there? Yeah. I, I gotta ask that again, man. Why is I Jay mean, Lethal I here? can't wait for the day where we talk about AEW and not complain about Storm. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I ako online, so take it with a grain of salt, but mm. somebody said online that AEW is veering away from the sports entertainment type of wrestling, focusing on the the sports New Japan style of That's wrestling. That's Cutie Marshall. So I was Cutie Marshall, so which is just funny to me because, it's just an excuse not to tell stories at this point, right? So. So if if that's where they're going with right now, then all the best. Because nakita naman natin na action heavy talagang AEW, but wrestling is still a storytelling platform, and there are still these problems that arise. So I would much rather you guys tell stories while wrestling. Uh, and, you know, it's it's not like they're not telling stories. Yeah, because yeah. MJF mm-hmm. is there. Timeless Tony Storm is there. Yeah. Uh, you have the elite and the golden jets, what they were doing. Those are stories that I, yeah. I actually sunk my teeth into. Um, that statement by QT Marshall is actually pretty misleading. Uh, actually, imagine disappointing coming from such a veteran and a coach like him. So uh, I, I'd rather get into that on the stream because it's such a deep conversation that is misleading and baiting a lot of anti-AEW uh, fans. Actually, the whole um, if the the round robin tournament is a cheat code for companies, uh, AEW not telling stories is a cheat code for for content for wrestling content creators. So that's a whole other can of worms now. Deserves its own conversation in an actual live stream episode. But anyway, yes, um, good stuff. Uh, wish it was explained better, but you know, uh, sometimes uh, like basketball, good wrestling absolves a lot of sins. Mm-hmm. All right, let's wrap it up with Chino's pick, which uh, I definitely agree is uh-uh. worthy of a spot in this uh-uh. conversation. Yes, consensus pick na din to, I guess, for everybody. Yeah. It's uh, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson in the Blue League of the what's the, uh, Continental, Continental Classic. Classic. The Continental Classic. There we go. Yeah. On Collision. Yeah, the <laughs> is on scene. But it's, it sounds it's so good, man, because... Yeah. As I was watching this, yes, good wrestling and all that. But as I was watching this, ko si Eddie Kingston was Brian Danielson from 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> he was an underappreciated vet journeyman who has done everything there is to do in all the smaller indie promotions. He did not. Pero, no, I mean, like, the daan na nila lahat. Okay. The daan na nila lahat. But he's still not getting the respect that he deserves. Right? What did Brian end up doing in the WWE? He became double champion. See, Eddie Kingston, he's a double champion now. And he put both those belts on the line. Right? And still, he's the underdog against somebody like Brian. I do like Patch Brian. I hope he sticks <laughs> with that look. Because it's, it's very it's very villainous, especially yeah. when he was in his team, Eddie Kingston. Very heelish. In a, it's apparently a BCC thing. <laughs> oh, so I, like, I like that look. But at the same time, you know, Eddie Kingston, my God, I thought he unfortunately did not win. Uh, but I think that with his back against the wall, it sets him up for more of an underdog comeback. This is probably just the first time that they will meet in this tournament 
And maybe may redemption arc sana. May redemption arc siya against Brian. Because this is this is like the perfect way to set up somebody who you're booking as an underdog, diba? Parang Rocky style. To, to have him lose so closely to the guy he's trying to best and then all of a sudden actually beat him a la Rocky too. So, uh, again, and dami kong sinabi, it's just because <laughs> I really, really love uh, this match. This... I don't think we're getting a rematch though because for one, uh, it's just a single round robin format. Uh-huh. So, whoever gets the most points at the end Hindi of the elimination crossover? phase, the crossover oh, yeah, is for the semis. And oh, okay. since Eddie Kingston has already taken two L's, medyo underdog na siya talaga to even advance out of the Blue League. Um, I think in story ni Eddie Kingston is you kind of uh, alluded to it, him being so overzealous that he put two of his his two championships up for grabs. But then he's going to realize na, oh shit, I may have bitten off more than I can chew here. Uh, I'm going to lose both my titles, right? So I, I think that's the Eddie Kingston story here, which uh, kind of sucks, but given who he's in the same bracket as, I don't think Eddie Kingston's going to advance since the tournament was kind of made for Brian Danielson. So uh, this match, this match up and this match is actually the counterpoint to the criticism. No one on storytelling say AEW, especially when it comes to the sports-based uh, setups, the devices, if you will. So QD Marshall kind of looks silly here for because of this. I found it extremely hilarious. And, uh, Eddie Kingston thought like he was he was uh coming into the tournament as a favorite that was straight and in in good matches i'm I'm a huge eddie kingston fan Uh, i love the way he works i think he deserves the uh the the recognitions the accolades that he has right now but i i thought it extremely funny that he ate two l's in a row and then he became a sad boy after the first (laughs) (laughs) that's right as in, nagmukmuk talaga siya. Like, what? What is Baka this? Baka CJ Serafin si Eddie Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> Asan yung angas mo? Diba? So, uh, this is storytelling at its finest. And it does exist in AEW. And that's all I'll say about that. So, a gr- great match. Um, in, I knew from the marquee alone that I was going to have to pick this. No, nah, 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 you know, but it's a consensus pick. It's good. It's as good as advertised. Um, of course, in wrestling, uh, the wins and losses don't really matter like 80% of the time. Uh, the, the the acclaim that you get uh, from bringing out an emotional performance is uh, where it's at, really. So another good thing, um, I kind of missed watching Brian wrestle. I think this was like uh, his first match since the orbital bone injury. Yep. So uh, you, you you really do end up missing him a lot. Kahit um, na active full-time wrestler show. so really great stuff Danielson yeah it's so, fun. it's so funny I, I yeah. still don't understand why he's a clam digger but I appreciate that Nigel McGuinness wearing a save the clams no. t-shirt uh, I, I, I really hope this leads somewhere and then uh. just both of them just bickering but I really hope it leads somewhere because I've never heard Nigel yeah, McGuinness sound so, sound so bitter <laughs> unbiased and technical with his analysis. But dito for some reason, the character shines. Lovely to see. I like it. I was entertained. I know they kind of explained it, but it's like the explanations. And even Kevin Kelly doesn't know what a clam digger is. So, uh, yeah, pretty good stuff. I think it's this is the match as, uh, and the first Swerve match uh, of the tournament. is. These are the matches that are emblematic of the tournament so far. Yeah. 
Uh, the best part is, at least about the tournament, you don't have to go out of your way to follow it because it's mm. in, it's it's baked into the episodes of Dynamite uh-huh. and Collision, di ba? Hindi siya tulad ng G1 na talagang yeah, kailangan mo siyang yeah. uh, to make way for it on your schedule. Yeah, so, yeah it's, I it's, will it's, give you credit yeah. for this. It's the G1 is for those who don't know, the G1 is uh, its own beast talaga. They there is no set schedule. Whenever they they want to do it, whenever they hit, whenever they book the arenas around Japan, dun nila gagawin. So uh, you cannot plan your way around to the G1. Oh. Uh, planning your your life around the twenty eight or so days of the G one is a yes, fool's like a errand. Month, right? At least mm. it's a it's a weekly diet mo of wrestling. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's a good thing. Yeah. So yon. So wala magsasabi na biased din kami sa podcast, ah, kasi we we will criticize something, but we will also give it its flowers yeah. if it deserves it. Yeah. Like actual right. critics do. So there. Those are our picks for this week in wrestling. If you want to add yours to the conversation, you know where to find us. It is at Wrestling2XPod on TikTok and on Twitter. All right, some housekeeping notes as we end the program here. Uh, we just found out now we really are unable to bring you a live yep. stream or a second episode this week. So that really sucks. And on behalf of everyone on the pod, we apologize. But um, it's you know, busy schedules outside of the podcast. We'll always have Zoom. So, you know, maybe, yeah. we'll, do, maybe we'll do an audio only. If someone finds a way to bring Eddie Guerrero back to life, we will fucking <laughs> yeah. we'll cancel all our plans. We'll cancel our holiday plans. Nothing short of Eddie Guerrero back from the dead. Yeah. So, yun, uh, we've put it out there. Speaking of, uh, on a serious note, um, it really sucks that uh, the next time we'll all get together again is next week. But uh, it's just really the way it is, um, given our schedules and the things we have to do for work. Uh, but we appreciate everybody who keeps on listening to us and follows the show and even goes out of their way to say hi to us whenever you see us out in the real world. Please keep doing that and please keep listening to everything we put out. Uh, follow the show. It is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And follow you kami individually. It is at Roeswar, at Chino Supersized, at EML underscore Meister, at Monday Night Rowan, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to Babyface producer Jasper for always helping out and going above and beyond behind the scenes. And to everybody over on the Pod Network for all of the work that they do to help us out here on the podcast. On behalf of Ro Moran and Chino Liao, my name is Stan C. As we close another episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, reminding everyone to stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Later, weirdos. Peace. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.